bonsoir. <laughs> Welcome to the Empiverse Book Club. This month we read Zir Novel, Hercule Poirot's Christmas by Agatha Christie. Let's start right away with figuring out how to say his name. Hercule Poirot, Hercule Poirot. Hercules Poirot. I know. Hercules. I was like, his name's Hercules. It's Hercules Poirot. Hercules Poirot. <laughs> it's Hercules. <laughs> oh, hello. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, so I will be introducing our book club hosts using poll quotes from our book today. First off, yours truly, there is irresistible simplicity and buoyancy of a Christmas treat about RJ. Hello. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, thank you. Uh, next up, it's thanks to Poirot that I discovered and love murder mysteries and Alley. <laughs> Good. And finally, never has Poirot's mighty brain functioned more brilliantly than Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Wow. <laughs> All right. Like I've said, uh, we have read this month Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot's Christmas. I just found out that it was previously published as Murder for Christmas or Holiday for Murder. And now Hercule Poirot's Christmas is now the official title. So let me read you a little bit of the back. Christmas Eve in the Lee family's reunion is shattered by a deafening crash of furniture and a high-pitched wailing scream. Upstairs, the tyrannical Simeon Lee lies dead in a pool of blood, his throat slashed. When Hercule Poirot offers to assist, he finds an atmosphere not of mourning, but of mutual suspicion. It seems everyone had their own reason to hate the old man. <laughs> there you go. It really That's how sets you want to be stage. remembered. I know. <laughs> this poor, everyone well, had a reason to hate him. Everyone had a reason to hate him, so this will be a fun time. Merry Christmas! <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go ahead and start. So I am curious to know who everyone's kind of like first half predictions were of who they think did it. Um, to get us there, though, let me just kind of give you the the cast of characters, the names, because in a classic whodunit, there's a lot of different people that could do it. They all have their own reasons, too. So starting off with uh, Alfred, the one of the sons who is kind of like taken over the like he's the most. Not responsible. He's the eldest. He's, yes, he's the eldest. He kind of right. has the the biggest responsibility of the family. He and his wife Lydia are kind of like live in the estate with right. Simeon. She is the the lady of the house, so they are kind of like uh, keepers of his father's estate. Um, we have George Lee and his wife Magdalena. George is a barrister. Uh, no, he's an MP, so he's like MP. our equivalent of like a congressperson. Ah, so he's okay, in yes, 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 so he's an MP, and Magdalena's kind of like a socialite type, right? Like, there's the kind of like flightiness about her of like very much. This is the lifestyle she's, that she's I'm a Roxy heart. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she is. She is a Roxy. Um, we have David, a, a gentle soul. David is one of the sons who uh, wanted to be a painter. And then his father was like, uh, over my dead body. <laughs> and so he basically like just left the family and like was kind of like um, 
he was basically like written off, right? Essentially, like he yeah of like right, he's the one like, that married the uh, the butch one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't wait to talk about how she describes the women in this book. <laughs> I know. Miss yeah. Agatha really knows how to uh, treat <laughs> treat her gender right. Yes, uh, she, <laughs> David is married to a butch uh, Hilda Lee, you know, and you know, yeah. the, these woodsy women <laughs> really just <laughs> love to take charge. <laughs> That's what he needed, bless his heart. That's what he needed. And I, you know what? I respect him and I relate to him. I definitely <laughs> relate to that energy. <laughs> uh, and then um, out of the children, we have Harry Lee as well. Harry is kind of the uh, the black sheep. The They kind of describe him as most like his father. So like very like womanizing kind of playboy. Just like Yeah, he made me think no of a rules, frat boy. Really. I was like frat yes. boy. Major frat energy cannot stop hitting on his niece. Cannot. I, yes, <laughs> I got I got major Teddy Roosevelt vibes from him. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the other side of the corn, corn, yeah. coin. <laughs> other side of the corn. <laughs> other side of the corn is a new phrase I've just coined. It's a new phrase. Yeah. So we also have uh, Pilar Estravados. Pilar is uh, Simeon's only daughter, Jennifer's uh, daughter. But Jennifer passed away. Um, Jennifer married a Spanish man, Senor Estrevedos. And so Pilar is half half British, half Spanish, all white. <laughs> so just, just keep that in the back of your mind that at the end of the day, they're all still European. So it's uh, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. a fun thing. <laughs> we have uh, Stephen Farr. Stephen is a... Uh, he happened to be in town. He was the son of a former, and this is what I get like, wow, this is truly just like the, the son of Ebenezer. <laughs> son of Ebenezer. Son of Ebenezer from South Africa who happened to be in town and just wanted to meet like his father's old friend. and so he Which was up. Simeon. Yes, which was Simeon. So uh, so uh, he ends up crashing into the party as well. So he's also involved. Um, two of the main uh people that work the lower house, lower up downstairs um in the in the estate are Horbury who is uh Simeon's valet and then Tresillian who is the estate's like uh butler basically like the head butler he's uh, been around a long time he has been around the block let's say that and he's been with uh, the family for a long time and the other guy was like new right yes uh very new Norm- Aubrey. And then we also have um, two people that are helping Hercule, Hercule Poirot, Superintendent Sugden, who is kind of like the head police chief uh, in the area. So this is kind of like under his jurisdiction to solve. Colonel Johnson, who I guess is just like, I don't know, like a, a friend? Or, right, was he the one that was above, I thought. Like he was... Oh, oh. yes, yes, yes. So he was kind Sugden. of... Yes, so he kind of... He basically, like, when the murder happened, Sugden was like, hello, Colonel Johnson. Oh, who is this this friend of yours? And it was Hercule Poirot, and that's kind of how he got, um, because Poirot was visiting his old old friend Johnson. Hmm. (laughs) Interesting. So those are all of the... Yes, those are all of the cast of characters. Yes, Ellie. <laughs> and I just, I just before we like move on too far, I just yeah. want to say, for, for my perspective, and I'm, I'm curious to know for you guys too. From my perspective, 
I've never read an Agatha Christie book. I've also never seen a movie based on her books. Okay. So my entire point of reference for the whole book was Knives Out. Me too. Okay, okay, right. I, I've not seen Knives Out okay. even. So okay. you should, you would, it's good. It's, it's enjoyable. It's definitely and good. It, and it's, the thing about it is that the mystery revolves around a family staying in one yes, house. Okay. Yes, and absolutely. so I was like, it's okay. And so we have Daniel Craig and then we have Chris yes. Evans. I was like, okay. And then Pilar is Anna de Armas. Yep. Um, yeah. Then like clear, they're clear. I don't know how this one specifically ranks in all of her stories. Like, obviously, this isn't the most uh, famous. It's, I'm going to say it's, it's probably Murder in the Orient Express. It's probably mm-hmm. her most famous one. But, but as I was reading it, I was like, this is set up exactly like Knives Out. Yes, so it's yes, kind of crazy. Okay. okay. I'm glad I wasn't the only one because the whole time I yeah. was like, okay, how else is this like knives out okay now what's gonna happen That's so, funny. yeah yeah no Catherine, I feel... you gotta watch knives out it's okay really good. <laughs> okay i'll put it on my very long list of <laughs> things to watch that i probably won't ever watch <laughs> but maybe it's definitely yeah <laughs> um so, well for me yeah, yeah i was just saying i'd never read agatha christie before either mm-hmm. and i've never seen anything I, no reference and i get to as soon as i got to I was I had a little bit of trouble staying into it until Elkili yeah. Pero came in. And then I was like, oh, it's French Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And it yeah. and it and it reads, I don't know if you've read any Sherlock Holmes, but it reads like a Sir Arthur Conan Doyle book reads. It's a very, okay. very similar read. And so once he came into the picture, I was like, oh, oh, this is familiar. And it felt like, because I, I, when I was in high school, I read a ton of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I was super into him. And uh, it, it's a very similar style, too. So if you like Sherlock Holmes, you're going to like this book. I'm going to cut this out, but I could easily make a lesbian joke here, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> at the least. <laughs> Oh, bless. Oh, bless. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I am curious to know everyone's first kind of, like, prediction. So, like, the, the start of the book definitely just lays out the cast of characters, right, and sets up the what's about to happen. Leading up to the actual murder, it really did feel like everyone has um, some sort of stake. I would probably say, like, obviously I was really keyed into the family drama. Um, so I... I kind of instinctively felt that it was going to be one of the sons, if not the wives. Um, I feel like out of the wives, it was probably Lydia that I felt like it could have been because she lives in the house. She is the woman, the lady of the house. So she, there's a sense of like, I can get away with it because I live here. But I definitely felt some really bad vibes from Harry. (laughs) Really bad vibes from Harry that throughout the entire book he's hitting on Pilar and it's just it just made me so uncomfortable that I'm like oh my god not only hitting on her but telling everyone who will listen I wish she weren't my niece because she's (laughs) super attractive like cringe advertising it cringe it's so bad oh my cringe um yeah, well, I, um, like I said, I had a hard time with the beginning. So what really mm-hmm. stuck out in my mind was the very first scene with uh, Pilar and at the mm-hmm. time, we don't know who, which is, um, it ends up being the, the son, Steven, I can't remember his Steven, name. Yeah. Steven, yeah, not not the son of the dead man, the son of the dead man's friend, um, yeah. Steven. 
And, uh, so I, I was the whole time I was like, something, something here. Like I, I thought that the two of them had something that conversation that they had on the train was, I was like, I mean, I was all for it. I was like, you go Pilar, like one of those moments, like when you watch snapped and you're like, you know, good for you. (laughs) Like it was like that. And that's when she snapped. And that's when she snapped. How about you, Allie? Um, Okay, I don't I don't know if we're going to I just want to say I was really proud of myself because I, I'll tell you when I figured it out and decided but I was <gasps> Oh I, yeah, that's I good. will tell you that, but I was really proud of myself that I figured it out before they were all in a room together, which I was like good <gasps> for me. Um oh, wow. So I I that when makes- I first read it, I was like Pilar, I was like I think she stole the diamonds. I don't think she killed him. But then I was like I was like there's <clears throat> something fishy going on that the butler keeps and everybody keeps confusing Harry and Stephen. But then I was like maybe like all the women got together and like conspired and did like a he had it coming type. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There was a vibe getting into that cuz they I mean, you mentioned it the way that they kind of just the way Agatha Christie describes the women in the in this. It's like it's they're all clearly like. I mean, all the characters have to be stock at at a point because they all have to be distinguishable for the reader to be like, is was it the was it the straight laced one? Was it the wild one? Um, Yeah, there are so many moments in the. I mean, and I also feel like because it is of the time, it's like everyone is tied to who they're married but there was that one moment where i felt like it was like the two wives right was it like hilda and lydia or someone there was a scene where they two talked and i was like oh like (laughs) yeah she she also like she introduced lydia and hilda like back to back and both of them it's like well she was very plain you couldn't call her beautiful and i was like damn agatha Agatha." rude rude god come on there's gotta yeah. be something there i know i know and th- but then it and then it was like pilar and magdalene were beautiful but like they mm-hmm. had something to hide yeah. so i was like these they can't win that's the thing you either have to be very boring and just follow what your husband does mm-hmm. or have some sort of interest outside of a man and it's like i don't trust her <laughs> yep I really don't trust her. Um, I mean, that's interesting that you actually kind of figured out. So I w- uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how did I want to hear it? Yeah. I want to hear it. Because so I'm I, saying I did not figure it out until Poirot was saying it to me. Really? I like, okay. I didn't, I didn't figure out. I, there were, I had suspicions, but I did not figure it out. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm a person that like I I want to to figure it out. Like I want mm-hmm. to know. And so like I'm really like as a, so the moment that I knew it was sucked in was when Magdalene opened up the box and the fake mustache was in it. Because it had just been like a few pages prior that um Hercule, that's how I'm gonna say it. Um, was like talking about his the Sugden's mustache and was like asking mm-hmm. him these really specific questions like hey. do you use a pomade in your mustache yeah. How do you and so when it was a fake one I was like all right well it was him then hey. I was like there's gonna be something with the mustache there's gonna be something weird and I was like that's it's Sugden I I I the part that I got was there's going to be something weird. And there was a lot of weird discussion about 
his potential for having fathered other children. So yeah. I, I, I figured that, but I did not figure out who it was. So I, I had a suspicion that somebody was a bastard in the house mm-hmm. and, um, and, and I, but I didn't know necessarily that the bastard did it. And I didn't, I didn't know who it was. So one of the bastards, because remember Steven, that's right. And I felt like that was going to be part of Steven was that he was going to be like, you're my father. That's true. I did. Yeah. 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 I also, I just want to say how funny I think it is to think of this professional detective. That's like world renowned sitting in a room and putting a fake mustache onto a portrait to solve a crime. That is such a funny, like just holding it up and then just sitting back and like looking at his work and being like, yes, I see. Yeah, and you I know, like, these, these are a really wealthy family. So this must be like a gorgeous portrait, like an yeah. oil. Nice oil painting. Like, yeah. Like gorgeous, you know, thousands of pounds. And then he just comes and is like, there was something (laughs) he kept bringing it up right like he kept saying like the key to solving the mystery is judging Simeon's character essentially yeah something so I it took me a while to connect that like oh they mean like his past and like basically fathering other children I just assume I don't know I assumed like it was like I took it as like how badly he treated the family so that's why I that's how she got right, there. She right, really right, right. kept keying in on that, that I was like, oh, then it probably was David of how hurt he was from the from seeing his mother, like, basically right. die of, you know. Well, I didn't believe David could do it, bless him. <laughs> but you know, I could. That was the that thing, butch too. Of a wife. <laughs> that, that butch of a wife. Hilda. 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 <laughs> you know, a handsome woman. A handsome woman. <laughs> Oh, oh man. God. Yeah, no, I I did that thing where, you know, when you're watching an episode of Law and Order SVU and at the very beginning it looks like somebody did it, so you know for sure that they didn't. It's so not, like yeah. that was kind of the thing that kept happening. Like I, I was like, well, but that's too no. Like the the number one for that was um George and his wife, because they were like, mm-hmm. Well, you weren't both on the phone, you know what I mean? Uh, that was a whole thing. And, um, the whole thing, thing. but when they were getting so into that, like the other people, obviously, cause Hercule Perrault Mm -hmm. was aware, but the other people were like obsessed with that to some extent. And I was like, this is too obvious. This is not going to be it again. I didn't figure out what it was, but I was like, not that. There was a moment that I, as much as I, you know, think, women are great and have agency and that's awesome i really didn't want it to be a woman i was like please don't let it they are going through enough in this entire situation okay please let them not be killers too um but there was a moment where i I was like i think it's i think it's lydia like she's definitely but the what i really hate it too yeah, exactly. Really but what I it. really love about the writing is that as soon as you get an inkling of someone, there is something in the writing that like all of a sudden you're like, wow, well that kind of you as a reader can pick up like an alibi. So for me, for Lydia, the fact that she was like, look at my beautiful gardens. Oop, gotta go. And then he's like, those are the diamonds. Right. So it's like, <laughs> don't look at that one. That one don't That's look not at. done. It's not it's done not yet. Done. <laughs> You can't look at it yet. It's not done. 
But then I was like, okay, well, she wouldn't literally be like, look at these garden, like directly be like, come over here, Poirot. So I was like, okay, there is something that it, it made me kind of like not believe her. But then when it got to the end where, where um, Poirot is kind of like spinning all the different possibilities when, when he said the one about Lydia, I was like, yeah, there's so many just good points that they... I don't know. It's such a good mystery because there are so many things that like it makes sense where if once you start pointing finger at someone, it's like, but that doesn't explain literally all these random things. Yeah. Um, And Poirot's uh, that moment that you're talking about where he was listing all the things. Very Clue gave me very Clue the movie vibes. It literally gave me the last scene of Clue where it was just like, yeah. Very I was like, oh vibes. man, she really was the queen of mysteries. <laughs> yeah, I so not having read any of her other books, I would be curious, but I did feel like with all of the reveals that it was kind of a hat mm-hmm. on a hat where it was like, yes, you're not who you say you are. I'm not who I say I am. And I was like, okay, right. who else is going to reveal a false identity at this point? Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's typical, if it's normally just like you're the murderer and that's the scene or if it's like, right mayhem and mishaps and you know scooby-doo mm-hmm. mask reveals yes like <laughs> i wondered if I there just, was a lot of uh a lot of kitschy stuff because it's christmas yeah like yeah. the christmas novel mm-hmm. i do love that little moment in the middle where pilar was like i never had a proper english christmas let's bust out the decorations <laughs> <laughs> now it's so funny she's like i know he's dead but i came here for christmas <laughs> Well, but like, she also was like the female version of him, kind of, you know what I mean? So it's like, kind of of on brand. Well, yeah, Yeah. when she was like, yeah, the real Pilar, she died in an explosion and I just took her place. (laughs) I was like. (laughs) Also, can we just talk about how Spain is literally like Baghdad? Like it is war torn. (laughs) People are dying and things are blowing. What is going on in Spain? What is going on? Was oh it not God. World War II? I don't. Or was, was that it? a hypothetical question? I thought it was World War II. I thought. I mean, I knew that. I assumed there was a war. <laughs> I didn't know which one though, because I don't know okay. what year. It I is. guess. I guess I'll have to fact check myself on that. Later. How bad was Spain hit in World War II? I don't know. I don't. Know. I just when I, when I think of like when when I'm like oh war in Europe, I'm like okay World War II. Yeah. That's American exceptionalism. I know. Sorry. Sorry. That's all we were taught in school. We don't know about anything else. Sorry, yeah, guys. We were, we were too busy uh, doing other stuff during the first one. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the I mean the last Spanish war that I can think of is literally like the conquistadors. And I don't think that's the not. Era. Yeah, not that far back. <laughs> it's not that far back. But yeah, I um. Let's, I mean, let's talk about Pilar a little bit. So yeah, she's one of the uh, the identities that is revealed that she is not who she says she is, just like Stephen Farr. He's actually, is he, is he a bastard child? It yeah, because is... he was also Simeon's son from a affair, extramarital affair. An affair, yeah. Yeah, and Pilar was just some random chick. Who was like driving Pilar? It was basically driving real Pilar, right? And, and then, then she was like, "Whoops!" The car exploded, and she was like, "Okay, well, I'll take her passport then." I guess I'll take her passport and be like, hmm, "What's going on here?" Yeah, I thought that was super weird when she uh, pushed the passport out the window, and I was like, "I like, I, I, know, I didn't get like, the significance oh, yeah. at all." 
I know. She was fully like, oh, yeah, let me uh, let me go get it. Whoops. And then a whoops. little man- <laughs> manic pixie dream girl moment. Oh, ha, ha. You're killing me. I just drop everything. Let me go all the way down to the gardens to fetch it. Out the window. Let me fetch it out of the Dead Sea garden. Here I go. <laughs> Oh my god! I would. It would be funny. I is there a a adaptation of this in for the screen? I thought it said so on the. Maybe not. I thought it said so on the book. I think there was a mini series Mm. where they did different books. Yeah, there was a TV episode of the show Mm -hmm. in nineteen ninety four. Whoa! Oh wow! Nineteen ninety four. Oh, that's going to be a winner. This is so crazy. Wow, that look at that mustache. Mm-hmm. Look, Philip Jackson is Jap. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, wow, that's so crazy. But yeah, I this is it's definitely a fun one to kind of imagine in your head, which Catherine and I would say if you really wanted to, definitely just watch Knives Out. It is literally like the same. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you guys, I did a quick Google. Um, so this was written, this book was written in 1938 and the Spanish civil war was from 1936 to 1939. Oh. So I would assume that that's what it was. Got that's it. probably what's going on. That makes Can sense. we talk about the little, like, just the Euro racism that was happening here? Like they truly were so like, racist. And it's like. To literally also all Europeans. Like, like back. <laughs> Like, how many miles away is that? Like, that's not even, like, from one side of our, our country to another. They're that they're super close. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole, like, exactly. Irish thing, right? Like, yeah. Like, Irish and Scottish thing. It's, like, it's just so, it's so crazy. Because they would not stop reminding us that Pilar is Spanish. And that is inherently why she's suspicious. And I, I am glad that Poirot was, like, I don't know. That doesn't, that's not enough. I'm like, okay, I'm glad someone thinks that. And that he pulled out his pundit square and was like, let me, let me just look. Oh, oh, it's impossible for two blue-eyed people to have a brown-eyed daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Punnett square, punnett square. square. Bring it back to high school biology. (laughs) Right? Just like a full, hmm. He like draws it. That's the other thing he does. He draws it on the wall with chalk and he's like, blue eye. Blue eye. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, this guy was Sherlock Holmes without shooting up. Sherlock Holmes without the opioids. I, it's very true. Did you feel like, I felt like, again, because my only point of reference was Knives Out, I wanted him to be a little bit more flamboyant like Daniel Craig is. And I felt like he was, I felt like he didn't have much of a personality. Like he was just kind of like, like would ask. Laying the facts. Yeah. Right. Like ask a question and be like, Okay. I then, yeah. Like, move on. See, I I put That's I placed Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes on him, sure. I guess, because I was seeing Sherlock Holmes, and that's the most mm-hmm. recent, you know, version of Sherlock Holmes I've seen with my eyes. So, um, yeah, so that's what I saw. And if you think about it, he's kind of a uh, flat affect, yeah. so yeah. it kind of fit that for fits me better. Yeah, yeah. It is a really nice yeah. short book, and the entire time I was thinking about, it, I was like, "Wow, no wonder this woman outsold the uh, almost outsold the Bible, almost so close." Back. Reel it back. She's so close. 
Yeah, only outsold by the Bible and Shakespeare, which I, you know what? Tough I think, competition. I think by the year twenty forty, we can get her over the Bible. <laughs> we can push her over in the in the next twenty years. We can Go. get her to outsell the Bible. Oh with, man, with we're going. Yeah, this will be our campaign. Let's see, like a hundred years later, by a hundred years since she wrote this book, we will get Agatha Christie as the top-selling author in the world. One day she will finally defeat the Bible. (laughs) I will, yeah. It did kind of give me like chapter book uh, like vibes like growing up. I didn't read, the only one I read was Animorphs because I was a nerd. But I don't know if you guys read any other chapter books growing up. Uh, I mean, Babysitter's Club, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the Boxcar Children. A little bit of Nancy Drew, because my mom yeah. had them. Yeah, I had a little bit of Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys. My school library had, like, stacks of Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. I remember the blue shelves. Oh, you know who I really liked? And is it's funny, because now I haven't even thought about this till just now. I really liked Encyclopedia Brown books. And she, oh, this is so Encyclopedia Brown. There you go. It all comes back. It does. Full circle. Full circle. You know what? Mary-Kate and Ashley had their own detective yes. series. And I do yes. remember reading those, those were good. and enjoying those. Those were good. It is, it is interesting to, like, just kind of fully know that like yeah like all of the different reference that we've said that that are like you know murder mysteries and stuff that it's funny to just be like oh this is the source material right they descended from this yeah well yeah crazy i particularly remember there was an encyclopedia brown book where somebody claimed that somebody's dog had attacked them because something was red and in the end encyclopedia brown revealed that dogs can't see red, so this man was lying. I know. It was it was a lot. And there was one where somebody's car was supposed to be running, and he touched it, and he was like, well, your car isn't hot, so. <laughs> I know. It was shady. I loved it. <laughs> see, Allie, when you were trying to actively figure out who it was, were you doing stuff like that? Were you, like, actively kind of, like, keeping track of all these small details um, I mean, mentally, I guess I didn't. I mm-hmm. I didn't have like a little notepad next to me and like writing out, which I I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm ninety percent <laughs> sure. I'm ninety percent sure that I did that as a child when I was reading the Mary Kate and Ashley books. Mm. That I was like suspects, alibi, like. Well, and Clue taught us the. I mean, Clue was my favorite board game as a kid, so it, yeah. it taught us to do that. It taught us and keep it keep it to yourself. Don't let anybody yeah, else yourself. see. I think that's like what I will, if I ever read this again, which maybe, who knows, or if I read like a second one mm-hmm. uh, or a different one. I mean, there's a whole list in the back of the book. I know. Um, I was like, damn, girl, you were busy. <laughs> I'll totally she read another busy. one one day for sure. She, she is busy. Yeah. I, 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 what I want to go in like a reread or in a different one was like, if I do take the time to actively read and take notes, will I, the reader, actually figure it out just based on what is already written out? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, f- I feel like that would be such like a good challenge to try and see like, yeah, is it actually I'm... all there or right. are there? Because the thing is like, yes, they do mention that like Simeon has blue eyes and then they mention, you know, like, but it's not like they will make a connection like, uh, sometimes, sometimes they, they will, will. like Poirot will be like, he finds that odd or like he whatever. But sometimes it really is just written out and in it and then 
if you pick it up, you pick it up, you know, really makes you think. Like all the questions about the mustache. I thought that was yeah. super weird, but I didn't pick up that it was purposeful. I was like, I knew that. Yeah. I, when, when, the, when they opened the box with a fake mustache, I was like, Hmm, okay. And then I just kept going. Cause I was like, I'm just so focused to try and, and get to who, who, who did it. So okay. I actually, for the, as it was leading up to the end, when they were kind of revealing the different scenarios, I, I fully believed it was Steven at that point. I was like, okay, I think this is really setting it up. That's why when it ha when the actual reveal that it was superintendent sucked in, spoiler alert, um, we've already done that. I was going to say. Um, <laughs> when they finally reveal that superintendent sucked in is also another bastard child. Um, and the fact that, which was so funny because as they were, as he was explaining it and how like he came and then like left and then came back again, basically. Okay. Like, no, I didn't suspect that that was weird. I was fully like, okay, like he called, I guess he called for him because the they were missing. But it ended up being that like that was all a lie. He didn't really know that they were actually missing, right? Like he kind of made that as, Sugden kind of made that as an alibi just to see him, to be like, mm -hmm. we heard that, we heard from whatever that they may be missing. And he was like, no, they're right there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that was a that was a shock. As he opposed to like the diamonds. Yes, exactly. And then it kind of like manifested in <laughs> that they ended up missing. Mm -hmm. Um, as much as also I didn't want any of the women to do it, I really didn't want Horbury or Tresillian to do it too. Cause I was like, I don't mm -hmm. think this man is so awful, but he's definitely more awful to his family than, than to, to yeah. the people that work for him. Not so, for one second did I think it was Tresillian. Not not no. for one second did I think it was him. And Harbury was kind of that thing where I was like, no, this is too easy. It can't Classic be him. red herring. Yeah, he was yeah. too, yes, he was very red herring. Especially well, with the, the cat feet <laughs> when they were like, where did you come from? <laughs> That was also the thing too. I thought everything was a red herring. So I was like, I can't trust anything that Agatha right. writes until the end. So I'm just going to, that was kind of my energy reading it. Like, I'm just going to take all the details in and then I'll just let it. Just along for the ride. Yeah. Just let it reve be revealed to me and be like amazed, which I was. I was definitely amazed at the end. Yeah. So final thoughts. I'm glad that we all liked it as our first introduction to Agatha and we're going to be new fans of Agatha from now on. Clearly, we got to yeah. we got to push her. We got to push her book sales now. We've made a commitment. Full campaign. Yeah. Um, no, I really, I did really like it, and I, I am almost certain I'll read another one whenever I hit a hit a lull. I don't know. I'm a, I've got a 12 hour drive to Tennessee on Sunday, so maybe I'll read one there then. You go. Listen. There you go. Yeah. I have to say, I, I was like, maybe I'll try listening to this one. I think I got like two minutes in and I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I was like, I can't. I just, I couldn't. Cause I was like, I don't know anything that you just said. Yeah. I, uh, for me, it's really like, it works really well to listen while I'm doing something because I'm, and, and it has to be something mindless, like folding the laundry or, and I say mindless, but like, I love Sudoku puzzles, and one of my favorite relaxing things is to listen to an audiobook and do a Sudoku and do Sudoku puzzles. I have so mm -hmm. many books of them, and I just go through them. And it's just it, it's like just the right amount of engaging, yeah. I guess, to keep me listening to the book while I'm still focused on this other thing. I don't know, mm -hmm. but that's 
I, it works really well for me, but I, I used to not be able to do it. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to do it a lot when I would like drive. Yeah. But I driving don't too. really drive anymore. So Same. It's, like when I, on the days that I do go into the office, I take the bus and it's, you know, I bring my little book and I read in the, in the, in the bus and, you know, just, I just want to show everyone that I'm, you know, like a smart girl. <laughs> She's all about that. Bell yes, yeah. over here. They're just like, wow, look at her. She's trying to solve a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I am so excited to announce our next book. So this book that we are reading came out this year and it made quite a wave in the pop culture ephemera the world and uh i when i was trying to think about like what um what book to read i was actually torn i was initially going to do something that was releasing in january but a lot of the books that are highly anticipated that like we haven't read yet that i would be interested in are releasing like closer to the end of january so i was like okay then maybe let's just do a book that we may have missed this year um uh, to yeah. to kind of like put a cap on 2021 uh, by starting 2022 by putting a cap on 2021. Um, and then the song All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey came on the radio and I was like, that's right. Her autobiography came out this year. <laughs> so <laughs> we are starting 2022 by reading The Meaning of Mariah Carey by Mariah Carey with Michaela Angela Davis. Now, I I am very excited for this because I have only heard great things from this book, but I have heard even better things about the audiobook because she narrates it and there are moments where she'll like sing along and like I'm thrilled. Just kind of like and okay. some people have been like it's almost kind of like a like an audio concert cuz okay. she'll like talk about her life and then like, you know, kind of like chit-chat a little bit in the in the in-betweens. So I'm excited. Um, Good yeah. reveal. So, Good reveal. Thank you. So let me read to you I never the jacket copy. I honestly never would have expected it. <laughs> I know. Let me read to you the jacket copy because the jacket copy is a letter from Mariah Carey to you, the reader. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> it took me a lifetime to have the courage and the clarity to write my memoir. I want to tell the story of the moments, the ups and downs, the triumphs and traumas, the debacles and the dreams that contributed to the person I am today. Though there have been countless stories about me throughout my career and very public personal life, it's been impossible to communicate the complexities and depths of my experience in any single magazine article or a 10-minute television interview. And even then, my words were filtered through someone else's lens, largely satisfying someone else's assignment to define me. Woo! This book is composed of my memories, my mishaps, my struggles, my survivals, and my songs, unfiltered. I went deep into my childhood and gave the scared little girl inside of me a big voice. I let the abandoned and ambitious adolescent have her say, and the betrayed and triumphant woman I became tell her side. Writing this memoir was incredibly hard, humbling, and healing. My sincere hope is that you are moved to a new understanding, not only about me, but also about the resilience of the human spirit. Love, Mariah. Oh, my God. She is Mimi. (laughs) She is. Mariah Carey is Mimi. Mimi. 
So I'm so excited to read this. I know that like just from some of the podcasts that I listened to throughout the year that talked about it, it goes very deep into like obviously her growing up biracial is like very important in her uh, uh, in her life, but also like when she first came out and like basically her agent um, who like she was her manager who like she was she was in a very long relationship with, um, but uh, basically it couldn't market her as black. Like they had to kind of mark, even though she had like this voice, they had to kind of market her as like white as possible to, to kind of make her succeed in like the pop charts and stuff. And it really wasn't until she was kind of in charge of her own music that she started to kind of reflect more of, of kind of that blackness that she really wanted to express in her music too. So I'm really excited. Um, we all, we all love Mariah Carey. I mean, come on. Who does it? The elusive Chanteuse. Come on. So uh, if you would like to join us for our next discussion, uh, which will be at the, the end of next month, you can grab a copy of The Meaning of Mariah Carey by Mariah Carey. Uh, in our Ampliverse bookshop, you can purchase that there. And it only not only does it help the Ampliverse, but it also helps a local bookstore in your area. So that's at bookshop.org slash shop slash the Ampliverse. Thank you. 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 Thank